0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Mac and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Mac Rommel. And today, we're kind of hitting uh, an NFL Draft-themed episode. Obviously, NFL Draft, I believe, is Thursday of this week. So uh, get ready. It's going to be a huge night. The, you know, We're going to see players like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jamar Chase, Panay Sewell, Zach Wilson, all those guys. Going to be entering the league, and we're just gonna to have to see with what teams. So it'll be super interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, we're gonna get into our final mock drafts in a bit, but first, a big trade making news this past week, and that is Orlando Brown Jr., the tackle from the Baltimore Ravens demanded a trade due to his desire to play left tackle. Obviously, the Ravens have Ronnie Stanley, they weren't gonna compromise, so they send him to the Kansas City Chiefs. So if the Chiefs couldn't get any better, they get one of the best offensive linemen, one of the best tackles in the league. Uh, the Ravens received a first, third, and fourth this year from the Chiefs, as well as a sixth next year. Uh, but the Chiefs also received a second rounder this year and a sixth rounder next year. I'm about to sneeze, so, Mac, I'm going to toss this one to you. What are your <laughs> thoughts on this trade? And, I mean, where does it have Kansas City, obviously – It seems like Kansas City has been atop the AFC, but does
1: this one reaffirm that and how dominant will this team be? I mean, it, it sure does help because uh, you're looking at the team and there really have been no complaints. There's been no problems with this team. And so you go and you go back to the Super Bowl where they were getting beat just on four-man pressures with your tackles out. They go out and just comparing the offensive lines from the Super Bowl to now. You had Mike Remmers at left tackle in Super Bowl. Now it's Orlando Brown Jr. You're upgrading there with a Pro Bowler. It was Nick Allegretti at left guard. Then you get Joe Dooney at left guard upgrade there. It was Austin Reeder at center. Now it's Austin Blythe. I mean, not much of a difference there in my opinion, but right guard uh, Lauren Duvernay Teroyf now and Mike Rummer's at right tackle, but you're really upgrading the left side of that offensive line and that's really my, and that's the blind spot for Patrick Mahomes. So obviously they want to protect that blind side and obviously I think it will help greatly in protecting him. And you saw the Chiefs are getting a second round pick along alongside uh orlando brown in this trade so uh it's gonna be interesting to see what they do there what pick do they want what position do they want but uh when you're looking at the ravens you're gonna obviously have to fill uh that need now at right tackle in this draft and the tackle class it is fairly deep you get your guy in the first round now with that 31st pick or 28th pick that you have or not 28th whatever pick it was i'm 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 I don't know why I can't remember it, but you're going to have to pick an offensive lineman with one of those two picks. It's deep, but I don't think you're going to be able to get your guy. Um, well now in the third, since you gave up your second, so you have to fill a need or feel that offensive tackle need right there with one of those two first round picks. And I think you're going to, have to go wide receiver or something with the other one. So I think this, the beginning of this draft for the Ravens is going to be offensive, but uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they have to go offensive lineman with one of those two first round picks.
0: Yeah, um, you know, since we're on the Ravens, I'll touch. I think what they're going to end up doing, I mean, it's been rumored that they brought in uh, Alejandro Villanueva, obviously the former tackle for the Steelers, as well as, um, I believe, oh, God, what's his name? The guy from the Titans, Dennis Kelly, I believe was his name, maybe. Or one of the tackles. They brought in some sort of other tackle, too. Um, So I think they might try and go for some, you know, pro depth there. I'm not sure they're looking for, uh, you know, a tackle in the draft. They may as well take one in the first round, I don't know what they're going to plan to do, but um, you know, for the Ravens, it's a trade that they had to make at this point. And, you know, they did pretty well. Um, I didn't love them giving up a second round pick. I mean, I felt like they could have maybe taken that and the third round pick out or something like that and just said first, fourth and, and a sixth or, uh, or first round first, fourth and fifth next year, you know, for Orlando Brown straight up. Um, but besides that, they did pretty well for themselves. They got a lot back um, for a guy who, you know, didn't want to be there exactly. I kind of forgot about him and how he wanted to be traded, to be honest, that, you know, we hadn't really heard much news. Then all of a sudden, it was just Orlando Brown as Kansas City Chief. Um, You know, but for the Chiefs, what a a trade for them. Obviously, they're going to need to try and lock him up long term. I don't understand how this team can lock up all these dudes long term. It makes absolutely no sense to me, uh, especially with that mega contract of Mahomes. They've really got some smart guys in there um, in terms of, you know, managing the cap. But, you know, for the Chiefs, they have one of the best left ha- left sides of the offensive line, if not the best now in the yeah. NFL, arguably, with Orlando Brown and Joe Thune on that side. So this offensive line is going to be fantastic. This offense is going to be fantastic. I mean, you've still got Travis Kelsey. You do have Tyreek Hill. You did lose Sammy Watkins to Baltimore, but um, you've still got the speedy guys, Michael Hardman, Byron Pringle, Marcus Robinson, I believe, is back. Um, you know, so they have a lot of talent still, no doubt about that. Um, and, you know, I think this team – to me, it is the favorite in the NFC. I I know we've talked about we're high on the Browns and whatnot, but to me, if the Chiefs are healthy, it's the Chiefs, uh, you know, conference to lose necessarily. Now, if they start having some injuries, I think the Browns are better suited to handle a few injuries rather than the Chiefs. But at full health, I mean, the Chiefs right now they just look like they're going to be, you know, kind of unstoppable. And I think it was a smart pick. I mean, or smart trade. You know, you look at that first round pick; they were probably taking a tackle. So instead of having like an Alex Leatherwood now. You have Orlando Brown. So, um, (laughs) I mean, you just kind of think of it like that. You upgrade a third to a second, and then you lose a fourth and a fifth. Like, essentially, the Chiefs, like, if you look at it like that, like, after a a good trade. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's a good move for the Chiefs. And, uh, yeah, I I, I thought that they did really well for themselves in this trade. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But for the Ravens, with those two first-round picks, You know, the key is just hitting on those picks. Obviously, last year in the first round, they took Patrick Queen. He hasn't quite panned out. We'll see what happens this year. Maybe he'll be able to have a a bit of a a
1: rise in the second year. But, you know, they got to hit on those picks. They need those guys to be. uh, Just really quickly, it just popped in my head. I mean, you have two first-round picks now. You need a wide receiver. Do you move up into the top 15 if one guy starts to fall to try and get a receiver? I mean, that could be something interesting that could happen. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, we just we don't know, obviously, but they I'm sure they have their guys that they're high on and that
0: they want. But um, for the Ravens, they just gotta make sure to get some talents around Lamar Jackson with some talent. They've just really neglected him. And also on that defense. I mean, at the end of the day, some of those guys on the defense are getting old Marcus Peters um, and, you know, Clay Campbell are getting up there in age. Honestly, you are obviously lost Yannick and Gagwe. So. The defense is kind of starting to crumble slowly but surely, losing some key guys there, having some age uh, play factor. So maybe um, getting some youth there um, just in spots where they need. But overall, good move for the Chiefs. Ravens had to do it, and uh, you know everything other than that second-round pick, I, I like for them. So good move all around, and it definitely shook up this week uh, in the NFL news. But obviously, that's not the main focus of today's episode. The main focus is – we're going to roll out our final mock drafts, and we're going to actually be able to talk about them, unlike last week where it's a bit rushed. Um, so, <laughs> Mac, uh, if you want to start it off for us this week, okay. um, why don't you roll out mock draft
1: 5.0? Mock draft 5.0, baby. Can't believe it's just days away now. The futures of all of our NFL teams, the faces of our NFL teams, will be changed. And I know it's going to be changed for this one first organization in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think there's a need to talk here. It's Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback out of Clemson. He's been this generational guy. Everyone is saying, I mean, he doesn't really have any flaws. Uh, It's just, I don't feel he has anything really super, super, super special like these other guys. You're talking about Justin Fields. He has that super athleticism. Trey Lance, he has that arm mixed with the legs. Mac Jones, who knows what the hell he has. He's really just old Tom Brady, basically, what he looks like right now. Um, so you have all these guys that can go and make plays. And Trevor Lawrence, he just has no flaws. And I think that's why he deserves to go number one to the Jaguars, the new face of – the Jaguars franchise, Trevor Lawrence. And so now we're going to go and get the face of your New York Jets franchise. I don't think it's a question right now where they are going. It's got to be Zach Wilson. Well, it doesn't got to be Zach Wilson, but it probably is Zach Wilson right now. And I think he is so interesting and intriguing to the Jets and a lot of teams because of his playmaking ability. He could throw off axis. He looks like Patrick Holmes. He looks like Baker Mayfield. And I do think Baker Mayfield right now, honestly it may be the best comp. They have the same body and same build. I just I just see the same similarities in the way that they throw the ball. I just think he has some of those little it factors with some of those throws, like you're seeing, like, the shovel pass uh, that the Chiefs were using uh, in the red zone to the tight end. So he just has those little plays that you're not seeing by college athletes that he's making in the at the college level, and I think that's what the Jets are going to get. You do some special things if you add some more uh, players and more uh, uh, s- skill position players, that is. And I think Zach Wilson will flourish in this offense. And three, the San Francisco 49ers via – Miami. I mean, it should. Well, what we're hearing it's Mac Jones, but um, I feel like the entrance interest has definitely lessened since that pro day. You're seeing the Niners are going to Trey Lance pro day. They're going to uh, the Justin Fields pro day. So I think it's really between Trey Lance and Justin Fields right now. And I'm going to stick with the best player out of the two. It's Justin Fields. I mean, you saw the competitiveness in this with this guy versus Clemson that game, and I think that sold me on on Justin Fields as a player compared to these former Ohio State quarterbacks. Uh, I know everyone's worried. He's going to be a bust. Look at all the past Ohio State quarterbacks that have come out. No, he will not be. I can promise you that. He has special athleticism. He has an arm. And as you say, that first read stuff, is BS. It is BS. He was great at what? was it top for uh, he was top rated for uh, reads uh, or post first read reads or some, something like that, whatever yeah. it was, he was first in it. So that honestly was BS, but this guy especially has the competitiveness and I don't think this guy's really going to miss a game for you. If he gets hurt, you saw he did versus Clemson. As I just said, he's not missing a game. This is me, a quarterback. You can rely on a lot in the future and the 49ers I think we'll be competing for the NFC uh, with this pick right here and fourth, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I will really want to do a trade to this pick, but you know, let's just load up the Falcons offense a little bit more. Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. You're not Matt Ryan. will be there for at least another year or two. Uh, your running game could improve. So hopefully you can, could- go out and go look for a guy in the second, third rounds you can put there uh, or trade up for one with some later picks, go up and get a mid-round guy. But I think this offense is set. Calvin really Julio Jones, who is aging, but Calvin Ridley is easily going to be taking that role in just a few years. I don't know what the hell that is. But um, <laughs> Kyle Pitts coming into an offense, I think this will make it – Pretty easily a top 10 offense. I mean, you could argue top five potentially uh, with this addition, but uh Kyle Pitts will be in Atlanta Falcon in this mock draft. In fifth, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm just going to stick with the same pick I had from last week based on what we're hearing that they like. Uh, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU. You're pairing him with Joe Burrow, his former teammate. I do think you need Panay Sewell here. You got to protect his blind side. You had Jonah Williams, who has had a decent start to his career. You're hoping he could pan out, but with Jonah Williams and Penn, I think that would be a great uh, duo for them, but the pick is Jamar chase. You're going to have T Higgins. And I think this is for Joe Burrow. Uh, They just want, him to have some good stats in, in my opinion i want to give him some familiar some familiar rarity with a great route runner a guy who could do it all he's super strong and i think that's what you can get out of jamar chase but it's jamar chase or penny Sewell. i don't think it go any other way i'm just sticking with what i heard from last week in jamar chase and now this is where i have my first trade with the denver broncos trade up with my with miami miami You've heard they're getting a bunch of calls for that sixth pick already, and they've seen the willing interest that if they get a good deal, they'll trade back. And I think that this will be a good trade for them. You're not trading back too far, so you could still get one of the guys you're looking at, and the Broncos are trading up to get their guy of the future. Drew Locke is not it. You go and you get Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. I'm kind of copying you on this one where we keep on having these trades of the Broncos going up for Trey Lance, it just seems like a fit right now for train Lance, so you're gonna go in there with some great receivers you have jerry judy the former last year's rookie you had kj Hamler, last year's rookie and then you had Cortland sutton who missed a lot of games last year but he's shown he could be a pro bowl caliber wide receiver in the nfl and then you have no fan i think tight ends will be important in the development of train Lance. So you're gonna need a guy that could be reliable and no fan it's just that if you want a guy who Everyone's kind of mentioning him as a project guy. He won't be his full potential in just a year. It may take two to three years to get there. And I think a tight end, if you get him in the flats, just have him as a nice check down option, who could then go and make plays and get yards after the catch. I think that's what you need for Trey Lance here in order to develop him. And I think this Broncos team is the perfect fit for Trey Lance at this current moment. And next up, the New England Patriots trade up via Detroit. And we know who they're getting. Mac Jones, a quarterback out of Alabama. You have to get up there. Uh, you're worried the Panthers, could they take him? Could they – or are they not going to take him? You don't risk it. You go up there and you trade up for your guy of the future. And this is the only team I do see um, really – I, I do think it's worth for the Patriots to go up and trade for Mac Jones. I don't think any other team should do this, but it's the Patriots. They've had Tom Brady. Mac Jones is basically a clone of him, and I think Bill Belichick will be the only coach who could bring out the full potential of Mac Jones uh, in this system. So I think it's a good fit for Mac Jones, the best fit for Mac Jones, actually. And uh, Mac Jones will be a Patriot. Tom Brady 2.0 is what the Bill Belichick and the Patriots and their fans are hoping they're getting out of this pick. Number eight, Carolina Panthers. Uh, we haven't had an offensive lineman go yet, so it will be Pinay Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. You're going to have Sam Donald in there, who will be your starting quarterback. You got to protect his blind side. That's the most important position uh, if you want to help out your quarterback, that left tackle. Pinay Sewell is going to be – jump- have- Oh, no. Taylor Moton plays right tackle, right? Yeah. yeah. So, left tackle. You're feeling that. It's kind of weird, though, just quickly. Teams – have said, or they're working him out as right tackle. So that's kind of, that's kind of weird. And I saw, yeah, like it wasn't just because of like their team needing a right tackle, not a left tackle. It's something about him that they think he's not suited for left tackle or something like that. It was so weird, but it to me, He's that generational left tackle to protect uh, Sam Donald. And I think that'll be crucial in his development as a quarterback. And Sam Donald, I mean, going into this offense, much, much better than what it was with the Jets. I think a better coaching staff than you had with the Jets, with Matt Rule there. Uh, You're going to have Robbie Anderson. You're going to have DJ Moore. You're going to have Christian McCaffrey. And I think this offense will be explosive and could be one of the better units in the league. And you're just going to be really banking on that defense from last year. You drafted with all your picks defense in last year's draft if they could develop I mean this team could be scary and could make a playoff push uh this season I do believe so this would be a scary pick for the Carolina Panthers and out the ninth pick uh the Miami Dolphins are finally up via Denver uh we know they want a wide receiver so I'm going to give them just that Jalen Waddle the wide receiver out of Alabama if Jalen Waddle wasn't here I'm not giving him Devonta Smith I don't believe in him like that and I don't think that um the Dolphins will believe in him like that, even though he did play with Tua for quite some time there, which, again, the other guy who played with Tua, and I think he had a bigger impact on Tua's development when he was at Alabama, um, especially in the national championship. But Jalen Waddell, a speedster, a guy who is Tyreek Hill-esque, and that's what you're kind of hoping 45, 10, a little bit smaller, so he is really kind of built like Tyreek Hill. But if I'm being honest – I didn't know really about his height until just a few weeks ago. He looks so much taller than just five ten. So it's kinda of beyond me once I heard he's five ten that I'm like, there's no way he looks six, short. He look he looks six one to me on the field. So that just goes to show you how his frame is. Uh, and, and how well, he's wearing body. cleats, I mean that's probably why. Like, like I mean, when you're looking at Tyreek Hill, he kind of looks smaller than everyone else on the field. With Jalen Waddle, I, I don't know. I just never saw that. I don't know if that's just me or what it is, but a guy, he has the height like Tyreek Hill. He has the speed like Tyreek Hill. And what I think will differentiate him from all the other guys who have been busting in the past uh, for teams trying to replicate and find a Tyreek Hill like John Ross he has route running he has hands he's not just a speedster a guy that could go and potentially put up and break a record on the 40-yard dash that's not what this guy is he could go and he could make plays for your team on jet sweeps and everything like that now with the 10th pick my Dallas Cowboys you see that first team need I'm gonna give him Patrick Sertan seconds I love my JC Horn but I've also the past week if I'm being honest I fell in love with Patrick Sertan too so I can't complain either way so I'm just gonna switch things up to the more realistic thing, we're pairing Trevon Diggs up with his former teammate at Alabama, the better teammate, and you're going to be hoping to rock uh, and put up some good, or get some interceptions. by bad, uh, in that secondary with those two players, Patrick Sertan, uh, the cornerback out of Alabama, will be. Maybe he'll keep that. will keep that number two too. Maybe. I think no, that would be so far. I'm surprised we haven't even talked about the jersey changes like that. Yeah. Would be, that would be sick. If somebody A bit said, weird if some of these college athletes, they go out and they keep these numbers, I mean, that would be nice. Like, Jamar Chase one, Like, that would be filthy. Like, be it, pretty cool. it'd be interesting to see what these players do, but now we have the New York Giants with the 11th pick. I have them taking Rashawn Slater. He falls to you. Uh, let's just saw. Really sure up those tackles. I mean, the offensive line has been a worry aside from Daniel Jones on this offense. So, you're gonna have Rashawn Slater and have Andrew Thomas, who played pretty well last year, the rookie. Um, So, Rashawn Slater, Andrew Thomas, go maul some guys. These are two guys that can maul. Rashawn Slater, he's gonna be able to lock up Chase Young for you. Well, maybe not lock up, but he locked him up in the past. So, he shouldn't have a terrible time against Chase Young now in the NFL. And I think you're gonna need that if you're gonna be playing him twice a year. Uh, against Washington and that football team. So, Rashawn Slater's a pick for the New York Giants. He falls to you. You got to snatch him up and sure up that offensive line. And hopefully, this will help also in the development of Daniel Jones, who we or who I believe could be out after this year if he doesn't put up a good performance. So, Rashawn Slater will be important in uh, trying to develop. Daniel Jones, and as well, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, there's a wide receiver that is left, and it's Devonta Smith. Uh, if any wide receiver is the fault to them, I hope it's this guy, the guy who has the highest potential to be a bust, so I'd be pretty happy with that. But if he's not a bust, he's going to get you. He is going to be a beast if he's not a bust. It's a boomer bust pick for me. He has the route running. He gets separation right off the line. Yeah, his hands Heisman trophy winner. You saw the stats he put up last year over 1,800 yards. I believe it was 23, 24 touchdowns receiving. I mean, this guy put up some insane numbers. I mean, it's incomprehensible, but Devonta Smith, he will be a Philadelphia Eagle, my boomer bust pick. Uh, Eagles will boom I hope he busts now that he's in the NFC East uh, after this pick. Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to stick with the pick I gave him last week. You lost Casey Hayward. I'm going to give him J.C. Horn, a guy that is a dog. He has that attitude, and he will go get it. He's a a keep to leave. He's like a Richard Sherman, kind of mixed with their attitudes. He plays hard. Only knock on him is his grabbiness. But to me, I don't see that, that as a negative. I see that as a positive. He's physical. He does. He doesn't want to get beat. He puts up a fight no matter the cost, even though he gets those flags, you can coach that out of him. And I think that once that's coached out of him, this guy will be one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL. So you're replacing Casey Hayward with a dog there in Los Angeles, 14th Minnesota Vikings. I think I've had this pick a few times now. It's Christian Darisol offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. You're hoping you can get a full season out of Dalvin Cook. This will help with that. Uh, Just protect him up a little bit. Hopefully get him some more yards before getting contacted, before getting put into contact. Uh, You're going to hope this will help Kirk Cousins have some more time. You have Justin Jefferson out there. So if you can let Justin Jefferson get downfield with this pick, I mean, the sky's the limit for this offense. I mean, Justin Jefferson could become – easily one of the best receivers in the NFL. I mean, he was just one of the best rookies, and he was up there with best receivers. But, I mean, this guy could be top five, top ten as soon as next year. And I think, although it's offensive line, you may be saying, what does this have to do with him? It's not much with him. It's with Kirk Cousins and how it will help him Some more time will give Justin Jefferson more time to get open, Adam Thielen to get open, and I think this will help with the overall development with this offense. And a lot of these guys are guys who were great in the past, and I think that that is what will help most of these teams uh, in that passing game. I don't know what the heck I'm saying right now. I'm pretty tired still, but Christian Darisaw is (laughs) a Viking. And now the Detroit Lions via New England, they traded back, and they will be getting one of their guys, I do believe, that they were looking at. With that seventh pick, it's Michael Parsons, a linebacker out of Penn State, a guy who I'm not really sure what to think of yet. He's had his character issues. I'm not sure of him as a player yet. I mean, he puts up the athletic numbers, which could assure you he could really do anything, Um, but – we kind of saw with Isaiah Simmons last year, he put up great numbers. He was just average at best. You're hoping he could develop, and I don't know why. I'm feeling kind of similar with Michael Parsons uh, this year, that he could end up being like that. But Michael Parsons, a great guy in the run. Uh, he can rush the pass passer. He's very tall, I believe, six three. So you won't have any worries about him going up against offensive tackles if you want to rush him off the edge uh, now and then. I think the Lions will be getting one of those dogs uh, that uh, – Dan Campbell was hoping he would get after that one interview <laughs> that, we were, that we heard from him, biting people's ankles. Michael Parsons is going to do just that, biting the offensive lineman's ankles uh, there with the Might line. actually do it, too. You might. You might. <laughs> you might literally do it. So, 16th, Arizona Cardinals. Cornerback uh, is that first team needed. And I'm going to give him Greg Newsome, the cornerback at Northwestern. I think I may have done this last week, too. But I think Greg Newsom is a great player. He has a nice build. He could put on a little bit more muscle, but he has a speed. He has technique, and he can go and get that ball for you. You saw the things he did there at Northwestern. I mean, although even against Ohio State, you didn't have the best receivers in there. He shut them down. He didn't let those second and third options um, uh, affect uh, the game. They didn't. He didn't let them get involved at all, and that's why they took control of that game over. Oh my God! Excuse me. Over Ohio State in the passing game, they had to win the game through running with Trey Sermon, and I think that's the game that kind of shirted it up. He's not gonna, he's not gonna let any bums beat him, and I think that's what you got to do in the NFL. You're not letting any of these bums beat him. If you're gonna get beat, you're gonna get beat by a good wide receiver, and that's who Greg Newsom is. Uh, a guy, guy that'll win his battles most of the time, and uh, that's a dog you're gonna be getting there for the Arizona Cardinals, and not the 17th pick, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to be giving them Tevin Jenkins offensive tackle out of Oklahoma state, your offensive line. He traded some guys away like Ronnie Hudson. Um, they're just getting old. I mean, this was one of the better offensive line units a few years ago in the NFL. They're old or they're not there anymore. You got to start rebuilding it. Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle Oklahoma state. I think this will help uh, this team right now. To me, you got to build it around Josh Jacobs. You got to get the run game going first. And because uh, I, to be honest, I'm not sure how I feel about that wide receiver core. I don't know if Henry Ruggs will develop. I don't know how Derek Carr will be. And you're hearing things that if a guy starts to fall, they could go and get another quarterback. So if you're not getting another quarterback right now, I think I'd go offensive line to build around Josh Jacobs until you could until get your guy at quarterback. So right now for me, uh, you got to go offensive line or you got to go at linebacker if you don't end up get being able to trade up and get a quarterback that you do want. So Tevin Jenkins will be a Las Vegas Raider in this mock draft. 18, the Miami Dolphins. They're getting Jalen Phillips, the edge out of Miami. So you're keeping a Miami boy in Miami. A guy who's kind of been up and down. He has the highest potential, I think, out of in this edge class. A guy who, if he didn't have injuries, he could be a top five, top ten player. Easily in this draft, but those injuries—he retired medically uh, for a little bit there. He just had a lot of health problems. So if he—if that health is not an issue to some of these teams, I mean, he could go very, very, very high in this draft. So I'm going to keep this Miami boy in Miami. Jalen Phillips is going to be edge rushing with Christian Wilkins there, or not? Well, Christian Wilkins ain't off the edge, but he's gonna be pass rushing with Christian Wilkins there in Miami. 19th Washington football team. I'm keeping this pick the same from last week. Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, linebacker out of Notre Dame. He is small, but he flies. He makes plays. He's fast. He goes sideline to sideline. He'll hit you, he'll intercept you. He'll do everything. I love this guy, and I kind of wish he was more looked at a little bit earlier uh, in many mock drafts. Maybe he'll even end up going a little bit earlier, or even potentially before Michael Parsons in the real draft. We're going to have to see. But this guy could do it all, and I think he's going to be that one missing piece on this football team defense, and you're not going to have to worry about this defense for another two, three years. You're not going to have to go out and pick a guy in the first round in the next few drafts defensively. Just focus on your offense. Get some more offensive line help. Maybe get another receiver if you have to. Get your quarterback especially, uh, and if a guy kind of starts to fall I think the football team also should be a team that could look to trade up and uh, this team will be scary in that NFC East uh, this season. And 20th, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up, uh, trading with Chicago. For Chicago, this is more a trade I wanted them to get out of. I wasn't really sure where to go. I didn't like any guy at 20. I mean, they only traded back four spots at 24, so uh, you're not. You're just getting a little bit more draft capital, but you're probably going to end up with the same player if they do this. But So thing I think the Bears could look at if they don't like a guy at twenty, and if they don't end up trading up, you could trade back a little bit, get some more draft capital for a team that will obviously need it. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to give them Elijah Vera, Tucker before no one else can. Uh, you lost Alejandro Villanueva, you lost a bunch of guys to retirement, you lost Pouncy, so oh, I was about to say Alejandro Villanueva is the pick. Elijah Vera Tucker is the pick here. So he's going to come in. He's going to help with Ben Roethlisberger, uh, hopefully, keep him upright. Who knows how many years he has left in him. So you got to get the best out of him. And you're going to have to pick off the line here. Your run game, it's, it's going to be non existent this year unless you go out and draft the guy. So if you draft the guy, I mean, this will easily be a huge help to that guy's development. You'd be looking to trade up a guy in the second round. You have Michael Carter. I mean, even Trey Sermon, you can get in the second, third round. And I think that would be a great addition to this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. But Elijah Vera Tucker, a guy that could block for you in the run and the pass game, will be the pick, helping Big Ben and that Steelers team hopefully make it back to the playoffs this season. And now my final 12 picks, the Colts, Aziz Ojalari the edge out of Georgia. I think that would be a great pick for them. You're going to have a nice-ass defense. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said uh, I should probably should have said that word, the A word. <laughs> but um, you're gonna be having him. You're gonna have Darius Leonard. You're gonna have guys all over that defense who could make plays, and I think this Colts team will have a chance to go decent, decently far this year. Um, why? Oh, wait, what am I thinking of? Okay, I was an idiot. I, don't, I, was, I just forgot who their quarterback was. It's Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz, he's going to be put in a decent situation where I think he could lead this team to the playoffs potentially. We're going to have to see what happens there because that division is not really good as of right now. So Colts easily could should be the best team in that division with that great defense, great offensive line, great run game. And hopefully Carson Wentz goes back to that MVP form from just a few seasons ago. Uh, The Tennessee Titans, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota. I believe I made this pick a few times Uh, now. You lost Corey Davis, go get your second guy. Um, Because we did see Corey Davis, he hasn't done much of his career, but last year he had a great and big role. On that Titans offense If you could fill that role This offense shouldn't take That much of a step down uh, The defense you did overpay For Bud Dupree But your defense could be A bit better Maybe you get a, a quarterback In the second round To fill that loss Of a Dory Jackson the Tennessee Titans could be Right where they were at If they do play this right uh, In this draft And next up we have the Jets I going to give them pay the edge out of Michigan um, You got the, your quarterback Got two And now you got to get Your coach Robert Sala Some help on defense Give them pay And have Quinn and Williams He's still have Marcus May back there so you're just getting an add in more tools that robert song could play with on that defense And i think that'll be great you saw what he did in developing the defensive lineman there with the 49ers you had nick bosa uh solomon thomas just a bunch of guys who go uh and not only rush the passer but they are great run stoppers and quitty he has that run stopping ability it's just can you take those raw athletic like traits and raw pass rush moves and make that and develop that into something great. So you're gonna get a great run stopper. And uh, if you focus on that pass rushing, I mean, this guy could be easily one of the better defensive ends in the league. And here we go with the Chicago Bears, from uh, that 20 spot now at 24, I'm gonna go with Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia. Uh, I, I didn't want to take him at 20. I'm still worried about Caleb Farley. I mean, he may not even go in the first round anymore, in my opinion. But uh, let's have fun with the Bears. You're gonna fill that Kyle Fuller loss with a guy who easily, if healthy, uh, will be able to play up to that role. In my opinion, he'll get you your team some interceptions. Uh, kind of what they were known for the other year. They turned the ball. They got. They got takeaways. Excuse me. Uh, when. Yeah, when that was 2018, I believe, when they made the playoffs, made that run with a great defense of Mitch Trubisky. So Kendall Farley, he'll be filling that. He'll be getting a guy that could go make plays on the ball. Uh you fix up his technique, he'll be a lockdown too, aside from just going and making plays on the ball. And uh yeah, the Bears are filling that Kyle Fuller need right away in this year's draft. Uh the J- Jacksonville Jaguars have made this pick uh, before for sure. Trayvon Mulrig the safety out of TCU. Yet yeah, you just got to keep getting younger. That's secondary. In my opinion, you got CJ Henderson last year and now you're going to get Trayvon Moe, just get some young guys who can make plays on the ball, lock down opposing offenses. Um, Oh my gosh, excuse me. Shoot, my throat's so raspy this morning, but uh, we're still getting through it. <laughs> Great ball, Mowry. Excuse me. I'll hurry this up a little bit for the end of it because my throat is getting sore. Cleveland Browns, Christian Marmore defensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, this is something I kind of want to mention before uh, with that Orlando Brown trade, uh, but I kind of forgot to. You added Dave Young Clowney. You're going to have Christian Barmore now with this mock draft. You have Miles Garrett. Um, You saw what the Chiefs are trying to do. They're obviously trying to prevent teams from just getting right after them, and uh, they want to protect Patrick Mahomes. You don't want those four-man rushes. But the Cleveland Browns, you get these three guys on your defensive line, you're hoping Jadeveon Clowney could uh, pass rush like he used to be or used to be able to do. I mean, they still could beat you. I mean, it may be on the right side of the offensive line, not the left, but the Cleveland Browns, I think they're trying to mimic – what, um, excuse me, the Buccaneers did in that Super Bowl. got to get a great pass rush, and that's how you win games. uh, In my opinion right now, pass rush is a key to defense, and I think we're starting to see that change um, in the NFL right now. Cleveland Browns are going to be trying to mimic that, and uh, hopefully they get some pressure on some other teams. And then you're on Linsane, Stephen Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. I think I made this pick last week also. You need a linebacker – or you need a wide receiver too at this spot. In my opinion, I'm giving them the linebacker guy – who's pretty big. Uh, he has solid speed. Uh, he can make plays and intercept the ball in coverage. He can come up and stuff that run very easily. I just think he's a little bit too slow to go any higher than 28 right now. So, uh, Zayman Collins will be a linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, 29, the Green Bay Packers. Asante Samuel, Jr., the cornerback out of FSU, is my pick here. You he re that bum, Kevin King, who lost you that championship game. Uh, and this is why I made this pick. Make Asante Samuel your number two, please. You, want, you won't have to worry about getting beat by that bum Kevin King uh, or getting or having Kevin King get beat by some bums in, in general. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. will help protect that J.R. Alexander, uh, a guy who is also similar height to him, a smaller guy who has now become one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I think that'll be key for development of another guy who's small, 5'10", um, Sante Samuel Jr. I think is a perfect fit for him if he wants to learn to become one of the more elite cornerbacks in the league. Uh, Not many small guys become that good, and I think Jair Alexander will be able to help him with that great cornerback duo there for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, At 30, the Buffalo Bills, I'm taking Jason Owe. Speedy. Edge rusher out of Penn State. Uh, just get some more edge help there. Your cornerbacks are pretty good. Your safeties are pretty good. Linebacks are pretty good. Just help beef up that that defensive line you have at Oliver, but you don't don't really have much on the edge. That's why I'm making this pick. Add some speed. A lot of teams are now looking to win with speed. Bills are doing the same exact thing here, but off of the edge. And now we get to that thirty-first pick with the Baltimore Ravens via Kansas City. And here we go, taking that replacement offensive tackle now with Dylan Raddance at North Dakota State. Um, This is a guy who, honestly, I forgot about until you brought him up with that one mock draft. Now I have to have him in every single one. This is the perfect fit for him. Uh, Who knows if you'll start right away after you did say uh, the Alejandro Villanueva signing. But Dylan is a guy who will definitely be your guy of the future. He'll learn from Alejandro and develop. Uh, for when Alejandro was no longer. Assuming there. they
0: sign him. I'm assuming they sign him. It mm-hmm. hasn't been done yet. Just to clarify.
1: It ha- oh it hasn't been done because I th- I feel like I saw a rumor too but all right, if he has been signed, a guy you could develop. Uh, if not a guy, they'll easily come in right away and start that right tackle position for the Baltimore Ravens. And last, my final pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We saw what they did. Pass rushing uh, versus Kansas City. You're going to have to keep that up. I think that's going to be the way teams win on defense with their pass rush. They're getting Carlos Boogie Basham, the uh, Edge out of Lake Forest. I want to say the junior out of Lake Forest. No, that's not it. Just a little bit tired here. But this guy, uh, he has the longest streak in college football history right now tackle for loss in game so i believe it's what 34 something like that games where he's had a tackle for loss long streak wow. in three so you're getting a guy who does exactly what the buccaneers want and the crazy thing is he's not gonna start he's is not gonna start in this team right away I don't think but you're gonna learn from guys like Shaq Barrett you have some defensive tackles in there and Domkin Sue you're, you're going to be learning from guys who have all these different assets and different abilities in their game. They can stop the run. They can rush the passer. And for a young defensive end and defensive lineman, I think that's going to be key. In a year or two, this guy's going to come and not start this year, maybe not play much at all this year. But when he does come on in a year or two, he's going to have everything you need in a defensive end. And I think the Buccaneers, you just got to keep on rolling out some edge rushers in defensive line. I mean, you got to keep on drafting them. Uh, I, if I were them, I just want to keep on replenishing what I have there because we've obviously seen uh, what it could do to opposing teams. So Carlos Basham, The edge out of Lake force is the pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is my final mock draft. Wow. That was a long one. And now it's so your, that's, that's what's going
0: to happen right there on, on Thursday evening. That is that's the exact order of the draft. Got it. All right. Well, um, good job, Mr. Rommel. It's my turn. now. Sinek mock draft 5.0. Oh,
1: I do have – wait one sec. So, the... apparently, so this is what, what what it's saying. Bleach Report sent out alert. The 49ers have decided on number three. They haven't announced who it is or they're not announcing who it is, but they have decided on the quarterback that they're taking. Wow. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So that's official. They have their guy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. well. Let's see what happens. So first pick. There we go. Jacksonville Jaguars, needless to say, it's going to be Mac Jones. Number one. No, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, (laughs) quarterback of the Clemson. Um, Personally, you know, he'll be very good in the league, but I don't think he's a generational talent that he is uh described to be um but still nonetheless like you said guy who really doesn't have any gaping flaws um perfect build and whatnot um you know I think he's just hurt in my regard just because of how he's viewed as you know one of the greatest prospects ever. But to me, if you're one of the greatest prospects ever, you got to be the greatest player in college football. And I really don't think any of his years in, in college football he was ever the best player in college football. So to me, all around great player, but um, not that generational talent. But regardless, moving on to New York Jets here. Obviously, this is also locked in in Zach Wilson. You love what you see, the playmaking abilities, like you mentioned. He can do a lot. One concern I have for him is he hasn't really been tested in my eyes. He played East Coastal Carolina in that big game, obviously. And that was where, you know, it was hardest game of the season, and we didn't see him play too well. So uh, against competition, when, you know, people are in his face, because we know that New York Jets O-line – Not the best in the league. So he's going to face pressure. Can he handle it? Can he still make plays? We're going to have to see. That's my one concern. We know the talent's there, but can he, you know, win the big games? Can he, you know, deal with pressure? We really have to see. So in my eyes, Zach Wilson, a little bit of a, you know, there's a risk there. He also had that shoulder, whatnot, injury. But regardless, Zach Wilson at two. That staple in number three, San Francisco 49ers. We know they're going with a quarterback here. And like you, I'm going with Justin Fields. To me, you just don't trade up here unless you are getting Justin Fields. Trey Lance, well, he you know, could make sense. It is a project. They do have Jimmy G there. You know, uh, To me, you just got to take the guy who is more talented and who, you know, if he does sit behind Jimmy G for a year, he's only going to get better, especially with Kyle Shanahan and that coaching staff. You know, he'll be able to work on some things. Um, the one concern I happened for him not going here, it's obviously this week it was reported that he has, um, I think it was like epilepsy or something yeah. like that. Something that, you know, causes him to have she- seizures. Um, his family has grown out of it. So hopefully he can do the same. That is my one concern for why he wouldn't be going at this pick. But I don't think you trade up the three to go for Mac Jones. Um, you got to go for Justin Fields. You saw that Clemson game. I think that Clemson game was something that people realized that, hey, this kid is for real and, uh, you know, He's a stud. Number four, I'm continuing the trend that I've done the past few weeks. Falcons, I don't think they're going to find a perfect trade partner to trade out of this pick. I think it's, you know, I I think it's going to be a little high for teams to go up, knowing that, you know, this pick, the Dolphins pick, or the the Bengals pick, the Dolphins pick, there's not going to be quarterbacks there. So um, I think the quarterback carousel really starts at seven potentially. So Atlanta, I'm giving them Kyle Pitts. A guy who, you know, at some points people had falling out of the top 10, maybe even. I think at one point I had him going like 13 of the Chargers in in my mock draft. But Kyle Pitts, he's just too good. He's got to go in the top five. He's one of the best players, if not the best player, honestly, in this draft. Um, You know, people are saying instantly off the bat he'll be a top five, 10 in the league. We're going to have to see this kid is the best Titan prospect in years. Probably the best Titan prospect that I've ever seen. So Kyle Pitts, superstar playmaker. Maybe he'll end up with Kyle Trask somewhere. That'd be super interesting <laughs> to see. Maybe they end up playing together again. But Atlanta, Kyle Pitts, I like this pick here for them a lot. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, last week I had them going with Penay Sewell. This week, though, um, I am going to just make it realistic, and I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. This seems like the kid that they're going to end up taking, the kid that they view the highest, the kid that Joe Burrow is pushing for, and it makes no sense to me why they would take him and not Panay Sewell. Pene such a talent at left tackle, and you know he can protect Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow is coming off a torn ACL. You got to protect this guy. You can't just leave him back there with that same old line that caused him to get injured. Can't happen. Um, so to me, that doesn't make sense. But Joe Burrow really pushing for Jamar Chase. It seems like that's where they're leaning right now. So Jamar Chase, I'll give him the Bengals here, but should be interesting to see what happens. Number six, Miami Dolphins. I don't have them trading out of the pick. Um, and you see that top need for me. This team has Will Fuller. They've got Devontae Parker. They've got some other depth guys as well there. Um, you know, Preston Williams, I believe, is still there. Jakeem Grant might still be there. And wide receivers you can always pick up in the later rounds. But one guy you can't pick up in the later rounds is Panay Sewell. I like this pick a lot. The tackles for Miami, really weak. And I think Tua Viola could really do with some extra time in that pocket. You went out you did bring in talent at the wide receiver position. So I don't think the Dolphins are under as much pressure to bring in one of those wide receivers. Maybe if Jamar Chase is there, they go for Jamar Chase. But to me, I like Panay and I think you just got to take him here when you can bring one of the best tackles in the class. Um, you know, I think you're more likely to hit on a wide receiver later, and they probably have more guys of wide receiver that they like, um, you know, in comparison to some of these top guys compared to the tackles. Panay school kind of a one-of-a-kind kind of guy. You can't miss with this pick, and I believe this will be the pick. Number seven, Detroit Lions. Obviously, a spot where this team could trade out of them. You had New England coming up. Obviously, this team's have had contact over the years. Uh, Matt Patricia is gone, though. But I think Dan Campbell wants to make this pick. I think he wants to get himself a dog, and he's going to get himself a dog in Jalen Waddle, a wide receiver out of Alabama. I've had Devonta Smith go before these guys, but – once he weighed in at 160 or so pounds, I, uh, I took him way out of the top 10. Um, I, I can't believe he's lost weight since college football. To me, that, that makes no sense. Um, it, it blows my mind what's going on with him. I, don't, I, I just don't see him having a huge I, – I just can't see it right now. You put a superstar like Trey White on him, he's not getting a catch, honestly. like he, He's just not big enough at the end of the day. Phelan Waddle though. Kid can do it all around. I think that's what the Lions need. They need a playmaker. Jared Goff, obviously, who knows what his future is with the Lions. But you need someone he can at least throw the ball to because right now they really don't have that. I believe they have Tyrell Williams, and obviously they have Hawkins and Yonder Swift. So there are a few young pieces, but why not add Jalen Wall your wide receiver of the future? I like that pick a lot here. And now at number eight, the Washington football team Welcome to the top. 10 they're going to make a big move here. And I think everyone knows who it's for. It's for Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. This is the kid I think that Washington is most associated with, likes a lot. Um, you know, obviously, he's a guy who will be able to sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been a mentor to so many young quarterbacks. We saw it with Tua Viola Really good there for Tua. And I think you can do the same thing for Trey Lance here. You bring in Trey Lance, you trade into the top 10. You get that franchise quarterback. And Trey Lance, what a talent this kid could be. Um, you know, we obviously haven't really seen him play in a year. The North Dakota State season was canceled, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'm hoping the best for Train Lance and that he'll end up doing well here, but more of a project like we've said, but the potential is sky high for him. And with guys like Terry McCorn, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, and Logan Thomas there, he's got weapons. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Train Lance, but uh, a new quarterback in the horizon in the NFC East. Number nine, I got the Denver Broncos picking here. First time I haven't had them trade up. And another guy who I'm welcoming to the top 10 for the first time potentially ever Micah Parsons. This team needs help in the interior of their linebacking court. Micah Parsons is the best in the class at that. And to me, it just fits with what they need to do here. Mac Jones is not the guy I think, you know, if they're going to, I think they'd rather go for Drew Locke for one more year than bring in Mac Jones. I, I do believe that. Um, you know, they miss out on Trey Lance. I think, you know, Washington goes, goes aggressive and gets them. So for me here, Denver, they've got a decent O-line. They re-signed Garrett Bowles to the extension. They got Jawan James. So I don't see them going tackle per se. You know, there's some good edge rushers, but they got Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. So interior linebacker is one of their weaker spots, they could obviously go corner here, but I think they go for Micah Parsons, a kid who has a lot of time, obviously didn't play this past year, but when he's on the field, he's great. It's just the off the field stuff that he's got to fix. Von Miller, a bit of a, a dirty dog himself, though. So maybe those guys can figure it out together, get it going on that linebacking core. And this team would have one of the best linebacker cores if Michael Parsons can really pan out. I know you brought up Isaiah Simmons and how he didn't quite pan out. I think that was a misuse situation. I feel like Arizona really didn't use him to his full potential. They were kind of playing him out of position at times and and not really playing him where he should have been. So Michael Parsons, he's going to be stationed as that linebacker. We're not going to see some weird things with him. He's not going to be trying to play all over the place. So I like the pick. Micah Parsons, number nine, welcome to the top ten, my friend. Dallas Cowboys, number ten. Um, this is a pick that we both agreed on, and I've kind of been saying it from the beginning. I think, and it's Patrick Sertain. Guy's been the best cornerback in college for, for the for the past few years. Uh, obviously, leading that Alabama Crimson Tide defense, superstar caliber cornerback. A lot of potential there. Really don't see too many flaws. He's gone against the best of the best, succeeded against the best of the best, and obviously. I mean, you look, you don't really think about it, but this guy's been going up against, you know, think about the guys he's going up against in practice, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devonta Smith, Jalen Wada. I mean, he's getting reps in practice against these top receivers too. So you got to realize that, that, you know, he is getting practice. We obviously don't know the tape, but maybe these NFL teams do. I think Patrick Chretain, great pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Your Dallas Cowboys get a star. And now with the 11th pick in the draft, I have the New York Giants as I have for the past few weeks. Rashawn Slater makes a lot of sense for them just off the, meet, off the basis that he can play anywhere on that whole line. He's not just a tackle. You can put him in the interior. And I think that's what the Giants need. They need a little bit of versatility. Obviously, Andrew Thomas kind of penciled in at left tackle. He was okay his rookie year. Uh, still a bit of a reach at four. Um, was not one of the best tackle in the class, for sure. We saw guys like Tristan Wirk, uh, Makai Becton, even Jedrick Wills was better than Andrew Thomas. So he was probably the fourth best tackler or so in that class. But Rashawn Slater... Going to come in, you can put him at right tackle, probably your biggest spot of need. He's going to succeed there and, uh, you know, an all-around beast from Northwestern. Number 12, Philadelphia Eagles, a team that will get a wide receiver. Like you said, the skinny boy himself, Mr. 160 on the scales, Devonta Smith. Going to have to gain a little weight in my eyes. We'll see how he does his rookie year. He's obviously going to be a speedy guy. But to me, it's a scary pick for the Eagles because you obviously want one of these other dudes um, like a Jalen Waddle, or obviously Jamar Chase wouldn't ever come near here, but you want someone like that, and, you know, Devonta Smith, you can look at their past picks at wide receiver. They obviously took um, Jalen Rager, who, kind of a similar guy, like a speedy kind of guy, not really known for much else, and then the year before, they took some stiff. I forget his name. Oh, it was like J.J. Archiga white yeah. guy or something like that. That guy just sucks all around. Um, So, wide receiver core, you can rebuild with Devonta Smith. We'll see what happens, but Hey, man, why not for the Philadelphia Eagles? Number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. They need offensive line. Protect Joe Burrow. You, or not Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. You obviously have Corey Lindsley, who you just re-signed, Brian Bulaga on the right. So why not give them Christian Darisaw on the left? Really good tackle. I had a Virginia Tech kid who will come in and help protect Justin Burrow. Justin, Burrow, Justin Herbert's line side, goodness gracious. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this offense and this team, I'm super high on going into the year. Um, I was high on them last year, but it always seems like they come up short with Justin Herbert now under the ropes um, and a fully healthy team with Derwin James coming back. um, Be fun to see what happens. And welcome to Chicago football. The Chicago Bears are trading up to number 14 and they're going to go get themselves Mac Jones, the quarterback of the future. Andy Dalton is a guy who's going to be there for a year, but. To me, Chicago is going to give up some good stuff to trade up. I do have Mac Jones deep in the draft, probably deeper than he'll go in reality. But I think part of the reason is I just think from the Falcons pick to the uh, Dolphins or to the past the, the Lions pick, we're going to see those teams probably stay put. I think they like guys there. So then you obviously see Trey Lance go up. And I think if Denver balks, then I think that 10 through 12 slot goes, 13 can be a trade-up stop, but I could really see Mac Jones going here at 14. Um, I think he'll probably end up going top 10 just because that's the nature of the quarterback. But Mac Jones, regardless, I'm giving the Bears a quarterback of the future, someone who they can build around. Allen Robinson will have that guy, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet. I mean, he's got weapons, David Montgomery. We'll see what happens with Mac Jones. But a team that traded up for Mitch Trubisky, why not go up for Mac Jones? How, How about that? I saw someone in the mock draft say they were trading up for someone else. So I was like, why not give him Mac Jones? New England, obviously, at 15. Um, no Mac Jones here. Those top receivers are gone. Halfback, you're not going to take here. So let's address the DN, and let's do it with the quitty pay, the DN and out of Michigan. You had him going to the Jets a little later than I think he'll go. Uh, he's a really good talent off the line. Can get to the quarterback quick. Has gone against top talent um, You know, in the Big Ten. He's faced uh, competitive guys, obviously. He's gone against Rashawn Slater at some point, I believe. Don't know what happened in that game. Or if they even matched up. I'm just speaking. But Kodype, guy who you can pair on that D line. They need a bit of youth there. Obviously, they have like Chase Winovich, but I don't know what his deal exactly is. But you've got guys like Henry Anderson and uh, you know, Devon Gachau is on that D line. So why not get a little youth there on that defense? Quotip, good move for New England. Arizona, number 16. I've had this team taking cornerback for a few many weeks now. Um, so we'll give him JC Horn here. I think has proven himself as the second best corner in this class i um, really star talent potential. Like you said, um, you know, all around pretty good player. Not too many, uh, too many knacks on this guy. He's a guy who fights hard, plays hard. And uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals with, um, you know, they got Byron Murphy jr. In that secondary. Um, I believe they sent AJ Bouye as well. Maybe I might be wrong, but they, I don't know who's on. Someone's on AJ Bouye, but uh, Arizona, JC Horn like the pick Vegas Raiders, like you said, need online. So we we'll give him, Elijah Vera Tucker here on the interior Panthers. that O-line. Hmm? Carolina Panthers. Gotcha. That's the team. Carolina Panthers signed Aj Gouye. Um, That's where I was thinking of for my later pick, which we'll see in a bit. But Elijah Vera Tucker, right guard, um, pretty good player. Um, I think that's where I'll play there for them. They have Colton Miller on the left, right tackle. Kind of forget who they're playing there. But Elijah Vera Tucker, you could throw him in the tackle, but I think he's more comfortable on in the interior. He'll go Opposite Richie Incognito, who has a uh, many character problems, so hopefully he stays a bit far away from him, so he's not a problem. So Elijah Tucker like the pick, uh, athletic guard out of USC, 18, Miami, a guy who you didn't have in your first round, and that's Greg Russo. How about that, Greg Russo? Yeah. Kid I like a lot. Um, kid out of Miami. I think Jalen Phillips. I like the pick from you there, but to me, those injury concerns are just too much. I just don't think you can take him in the top 20. So I think we see always a team kind of go up for a reach, sometimes for a hometown guy, and I think that'll be this kind of pick here. Greg Rousseau, obviously, I believe opted out this past year, but the year before was really dominant. Was a top edge um, prospect coming in to this potential draft. Obviously, that opt out seems to have hurt him potentially. You don't have him going in the first round. I think Miami goes up. Why not get a little Greg Rousseau in your life? I like the pick there. Number 19, Carolina's finally on the clock. They traded back a lot. I expect they'll get a lot, probably a few first or whatnot. But this pick for Carolina, I believe you see that fifth need, and I believe that's who they're going to go for. It's Caleb Farley, a guy who you think might fall out of the first round. I'm not quite so big on that. I think you know his injury makes him fall out of that top 15 range. At one point, I believe one of us might even have had him going top 10 even, potentially. I don't think he's going to go there, but I still think this dude, right around the 20 mark, is where you got to pick them because if he's healthy, if he can be back to what he has been in college, he's going to be a star. And Carolina, they went out, and got AJ Bouye, they have Dante Jackson, but they could really use a young corner. And I think Caleb Farley is a good pick here for them. So Caleb Farley, number nineteen, and uh, one more pick: Minnesota via Chicago. You see those top needs? It's the offensive line. We're going to give him the big boy, Tevin Jenkins, kid who we're both pretty big on around this twenty area as well. Um, seems to be that fourth tackle off the board. So Tevin Jenkins here, good pick for them. Um, they lost Riley Reef and whatnot. So Minnesota, you had them going Darius, I have them going Jenkins. I think they'll address that offensive tackle spot. I think it's a big need for them. So we'll see what happens, obviously. But with this trade back, Minnesota lands Tevin Jenkins, and that'll take us to twenty-one through thirty-two, which is you know honestly just a crapshoot at this point. No one knows what's going to happen. I have a lot of different guys though. Um, yep. First one, Samuel Cosme, out of Texas, a tackle that I like a lot. Actually, I forgot to put him in these past few weeks, but he's a guy who has been raved about. A lot of people are high on him potentially. A kid who, you know, I think could be a good fit for the Colts. Um, you know, big dude. He's a big dude. Um, so I like the pick there. Kadarius Tony, another guy who he didn't have. I like him out of Florida. He had really good success with Kyle Trask. Obviously, that offense was really explosive, but. I think you look at the wide receiver class and I think Kadarius Tony kind of stands out to me. Playmaker he can do a lot of things. You can put him kind of wherever on your offense. So I like him there. 23. I've stuck with this pick and I'm going to stick with it. Najee Harris. I think the jets got to go and get this guy. I don't think you can risk him falling, especially with Pittsburgh up next. I just don't want to lose him. If you're the jets, I know you can go get Travis Etienne or one of those Carolina backs or Trey sermon or whatnot, but to me, Najee Harris, you got to take care Teams have been reluctant to draft running backs in the first round. I think if this was a few years ago, Najee Harris would probably be in the top 10, uh, to be honest. But teams have have gone off picking running backs in the first round. It's crazy. Last year, we saw Clyde Edwards, the only running back to go in the first round, win number 32 overall. So Najee Harris, I think you got to, you know, it's crazy. No running backs go first round. It's like you don't want to be a running back anymore. Nice. And they don't even get, they get, they've started to get paid, but teams are scared to pay him. It's like crazy. But Najee Harris, um jets go out and get them just get this done um i don't really love any of the other guys available per se um you know they'll still have someone good in that second round so not your harris to pick pittsburgh i'm going alex leatherwood um simply off to the fact that this guy's played in big games i think if you look at some of those other guys like a dylan radhans or um you know there's some other guys there um who else is there I don't even know. Who cares? Alex Leatherwood played in big games. He's been on, you know, that Alabama team. And that's what I think you want to see. You want to see someone who's played in the big games, who's done well in the big games, um, who has experience playing on a professional-like line. I mean, most of those guys are going to be league-bound. You have that, you know, Deontay Brown. You have um, the center, um, what was it, Dickinson or something like that, the kid who tore his ACL. He's a stud. Um, so Alex Sutherwood, I like the pick here for Pittsburgh. They got to go tackle for Placeville in the Villanueva. You obviously lost Pouncy, you lost Feiler. So that O-line is, is weak right now. Um, it's going to be scary this year for them and for Big Ben. Hopefully he doesn't die back there. But Alex Leatherwood hopefully will save Big Ben another day or two um, in the league. 25, I'm going to go Trevon Moerig like you here. I like the pick for Jacksonville. kid who a lot of people agree is the smart pick here um, at a TCU. kid who can do a lot. He's very athletic. Um, you know, you put him up there like you said with C.J. Henderson. It's a good start for that secondary team that's still rebuilding. You'll get yourself Trevor, Moore, Trevor Lawrence, Ramon Moehrig. Obviously, that second round, you'll have the first pick. So you're still going to get – that's essentially a first-round pick. Um, so you're going to be picking someone good there as well. So Jacksonville is going to have a really good chance to reset uh, to get that franchise righted real quick. 26, Liam Browns, Christian Barmore, kid who I went last week, you joined in on the bandwagon this time, and I think it's the right pick for them. They released Sheldon Richardson for Cap Concerns you got to replace him linebacker um they could go but i'm not going to go linebacker for them i'm going christian barmore that dean line like you said i think they're trying to replicate what the bucks are doing a little bit they have you know miles garrett Clowney. they do this barmore malik jackson Tack mckinley so they're getting all these guys having all this depth um to you know attack to, to blitz to whatnot they have anthony walker now in the middle of that lineman Gore bj goodson mac wilson those kind of guys there so this defense is much improved but cleveland I mean, it, it's kind of a lock-to-go defense here. That offense is, is really filled out with Baker, the running backs, the O-line, tight ends as deep as could be. Receivers pretty thawed. Maybe they'll go for some depth, but you have four pretty quality receivers there in my eyes. So uh, defense makes, six, makes sense, bar more makes sense to me. 27, Rashad Bateman, to Baltimore a kid who you had going to leave Tennessee or something like that. Um, he's very talented. He's a great kid. Obviously opted out from Minnesota, but when he played, was viewed as arguably one of the best receivers in college football that season. Um, obviously, you had those Alabama boys. You had Ciney Lamb, but um, he was right up there. You also had, the, I guess he had the LSU boys, too. But there's a lot of good players. Sean Bateman was right up there, though. And uh, I think he'll go Baltimore here. Raymond's got to get a wide receiver. Got to get someone young that hopefully can pan out to be a star for Lamar Jackson. 28, Saints got to go receiver in my eyes. I know you had them taking linebacker. I'm a bit more confident about their linebacking situation than the receivers outside of Michael Thomas. The rest are nobodies, as Plight Reacts once said. So Terrace Marshall, keep the kid within New Orleans, a kid who I've had. I've, I've had the Bateman Marshall, I believe, combo for most of my time now. So Terrace Marshall, I like to pick. He's a kid out of Elsevier. Makes plays. Um, really talented kid. Um, and he's the second in his family. You see that junior right there. Juniors always have some success in the league. So why not give him to the Saints? 29, Greg Newsome, the cornerback. You had um, some other scrub. You had. Who'd you have? You had, um, what's Uncle his name? Samuel. The kid. Yeah, Asante Samuel out FSU. I'm going Greg Newsom. You had Greg Newsom pretty high. Um, I just don't think teams will go corner um, in those spots. So he ends up falling to 29. Great talent nonetheless. Probably is a top 20 talent in this draft, but um, that's just the way the draft it is sometimes. So Greg Newsom goes to the green Bay. They need help in that secondary. Um, so like we said, that Kevin King disaster didn't happen again. 30, I think Buffalo goes Jalen Phillips, a kid who, um has talent, like you said, you Adam, him going top 20. Injury concerns are a little much for me. I can very well see this kid falling out of the top out of the first round just because of those injuries and the history. So Jalen Phillips, I think Buffalo takes a shot at him. Why not? The talent's there. Um, it's just injury concerns. Baltimore, they need help at linebacker. So I'm gonna go with them with your boy Jeremiah owusu Moya Uh that was bad. Jeremiah Ousu Koromoa. There you go. Um, no disrespect to Jeremiah at all. I'm just terrible with your name. Um, unfortunately, but um, yeah. Um, 31 Baltimore, they need help with linebacker. I know you had them going to OTAC, but I believe they'll go with some veteran depth there. So I think they'd rather go maybe for a young linebacker. And if Patrick Queen can, can turn out to be, you know, decent, you get Jeremiah with him as well. Um, that could be a really good, promising young linebacking core. That linebacking core right now is kind of the gaping hole in that defense. It's It's a bit of a weak spot. And then 32 Tampa Bay. Why not add Aziz Ojeleri, a kid who, you know, really high on. I've had him going in the top 20 before. Um, I think, you know, he's a guy who has some concerns. I mean, he's never been the most dominant in college football. People like his skill package, the stuff that he brings to the table out of Georgia, obviously. He's played in some big games, hasn't done the best per se. Um, So, I mean, we'll see what happens. A kid who, to me, um, I think has been passed by guys like Jalen Phillips, Quidi Pei. I think those guys are above him for sure. But Aziz... Um, Tampa Bay takes a crack in him. Still some good players available in that next start of the round. Jason Owa, uh, kid who I find going in this top tier of the draft before. Linebackers, Jamin Davis, um, Jamin Collins, the guys like that. I mean, there's a lot of talent left. It's Samuel Jr. So on the defensive side of the ball, lots of good talent to start the second round. It'll be interesting to see where teams go. But for me, that's my mock draft. That is what you will see on Thursday night. It'll be a blast. For sure, and goodness gracious, my voice is
1: tired, and I am
0: tired as well after that.
1: I bet you are. So with that, you ready <laughs> to wrap things up? Yeah, you can wrap it up. Okay, let's do it. So, everyone, as always, thank you so, so much for watching this week's episode of Outside the Arena Draft Edition. Thursday night is obviously the big night, so everyone make sure – your team gets the right pick. You saw our picks. Hopefully, they turn out to be correct. But make sure to like, comment, and subscribe not only on this channel but on our other channel, OTA Clips, where you could find more short or not more shorter, shorter contents. Uh, over there, we did March Madness things. We'll do more breaking news stuff, and I'm sure we'll probably do some draft stuff and draft stuff and MLB stuff uh, in the next few few weeks uh, also make sure to follow us on our instagrams my instagram is mac.rommel griffin's instagram is griffin Senek. and our podcast instagram is outside the arena podcast uh, please feel free to reach out to us there if you just want to talk if you want to come on ota clips whatever it may be that is the best place to reach us but as always everyone stay safe you're ready for your thursdays and we'll see you all next week